0: Dogged persistence.
1: Bark, bark. <laughs> I'm Carl. I am a addict alcoholic, and you know sometimes codependent, and among other things. And my sobriety date is um, August twenty second, twenty fourteen. I'm
0: Chelsea. <laughs> I'm an alcoholic, and my sobriety date is <laughs> February nineteenth, two thousand fifteen. This. This is. is
1: Sober
0: Pod Soberpod. <laughs> Soberpod is a podcast dedicated to the idea that one addict or alcoholic helping another is crucial to building a life in recovery. Join us on this season as we read from our book, 366 Fucking Days Sober. And as always, stay active, stay sober.
1: Hello, ex-party people. And some hey, of they you.
0: can still be party people. <laughs> I was girl. gonna say some
1: of you are still at the party. <laughs> Look, it was. I'm an ex-party people. What are you?
0: Um, I would say I'm an ex-party person. Because yeah, I'm not like
1: you know. I you know, just I I'm don't. I'm not going
0: anywhere. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I mean, I, I,
1: if I was, you know, um, a different temperament, maybe I would say I'm a party person, but I'm not. I'm definitely not a party person. Um,
0: are
1: you a party pooper? I am, no, I'm not a party pooper. You know? Yeah, I'm it's not like, either. Uh, uh, was it one of the one of these speakers was like, "Are you? You got to decide whether you're going to be a a tigger or an Eeyore. right?"
0: Hmm.
1: Uh, I so I I have decided. I did decide that I was going to be a tigger. I I used to be an Eeyore. I really did. So I used to be a <laughs> I used to be a a, a party pooper basically is I, I was i would go to the party but i would poop on it you know what i mean so i was a party goer you but wouldn't I would...
0: poop during the party i mean maybe it just depends
1: <laughs> on the situation all right so what do we do we are we are reading doing the readings today is march 23rd as we do this recording for whatever reason we're doing this on a thursday which is awkward but fun right <laughs> um Uh, so, uh, you know, gotta be different. And, uh, it's March 23rd and we're doing the reading, uh, from 366 fucking days sober. So we're going to get into it. Um, Chelsea, if you could, if there are any cuss words, if you could please, uh, just emphasize those with hard F's and K's, that would be (laughs) so appreciated unless you want me to read it. Um, but I like it when you read it actually. So, um, I can read it. Awesome.
0: Um, Okay. So March 23rd, what you are doing requires discipline and fortitude to wake up every day and decide to not take the easier and softer way will not be directly rewarding. There is no, (laughs) there is no instant gratification in the discipline you are displaying. Fucking sucks, huh? Nobody said it would be easy, but they, whoever they are, say it will be better. Each day is another testimony to the way of life you have chosen. You wake up, make the commitment to stay sober, and go throughout your day with that intention. Know that it takes dogged persistence to do what you are doing. Sometimes the only reward we can see is a fucking new colored tin chip once in a while. But the intangible cannot be undervalued. What you acquire through discipline cannot be measured in ounces or grams. Don't worry about the fruits of your labor. They will come if you concern yourself with just the labor. Reflections. What are you doing today? What do you have in front of you to do? What is your work to do today? Daily challenge. Go rate and review the book on Amazon. Ha! Tricked you. (laughs) (laughs) See?
1: get people to do our bidding and don't forget to rate and review right uh, <laughs> that
0: was hard for me to read like my eyesight is not great are you today.
1: sure are you sure it's not just like poorly written because that's what I think <laughs>
0: no. I mean I don't know I'm having trouble with my eyeballs so
1: uh, it was well, you know, every choppy. once in a while I do have like uh, I get like a little blurriness going on every once in a while you know mm-hmm. you get older, your eyesight does change, you know, and you, mm-hmm. you you're like you know you just went through like what how many years of school, you know, reading a bunch of shit, yeah, um, you know, so um so you never know, um okay, so what does this make you think of, or do you want me to go first Because i I totally got i got stuff in you
0: here. you go first,
1: all right, um one is it, it really makes me think of um like when I was first getting sober and everybody said that it, it would it would get better um mm-hmm. and I was always like when because <laughs> I was like you know and I always I always thought that there was a timeline for things you know my first sponsor um you know Steve he basically says uh he you know, I asked him at one time you know I think I was like hey I' and I was you know because I'm very very analytical in this way so i was like hey i'm you know i'm now three months and i've been looking online and i've been you know hearing from other people and they talk about themselves at three and four months and you know i don't feel that way i should be this at this rate right Mm -hmm. um and i wasn't and so and, and he was like dude it's like there's no timeline for where you should be and how you should be and you know when you should be you know it just it just depends on where you start right we all start at different levels so um so he was he was very clear that there is no time frame for like you getting your shit together right <laughs> you know, or or when it actually does get better but cuz for me it was getting worse right yeah. and uh i felt like i was crazier um, off of drugs and alcohol than i ever was on drugs and alcohol for whatever reason um, you know, maybe it's just cause I could actually pay attention to who I was. Yeah. And so, um, so, and I guess the thing is like, you know, I was living for at one point, especially in that first year, that next fucking chip, you know, and it's just a, you know, it's a little tin colored chip and it doesn't, you know, it, to me, it was like, I don't know, so, you know I, I remember bringing my six months home or something like that or. I forget what it was, in uh or maybe nine months chip, you know, and I showed it to my wife and uh and she was like uh she was like basically like, Hey, like uh where's my fucking chips? I've been sober fucking for the last five years. I oh, you know? <laughs> am like, nice. Oh shit. She's like, you know it was just like and it was true though because she couldn't drink because I was always drinking, right? So
0: Yeah, someone's gotta be available if Yeah there's an emergency.
1: Exactly. Right. And so um and she was not a drinker, but I'm sure she would have liked to have had a few, but could never could because whenever right. we went out, I uh, she couldn't. I always had to be, you know, I was mm-hmm. always the drinker. So yeah. so um so it's those types of things. But then the other thing is like uh you know, as I look at the reading, it was um uh you know the intangible cannot be undervalued in and we don't really see it a lot, um, like the you know, the the clarity that we get for staying the course, like mm-hmm. the everyday slow increase in the um, in our lives as we um, like we're able to do more things. And it's it just it's not like we don't see this like instant gratification of like, I'm, you know, all my life is great right now. And, you know, I got my job back. I got the car back. I got the, the spouse back and they got the house back and, you know, blah, blah, blah. You know, three months is all it took, you know? (laughs) So, um, you know, because, but here's the thing is we don't see like the clarity of our mind. Like we really don't. And except over like the long haul, if you like can really go and look back on it, um, you know, and that's so why I say it's not measured in ounces or grams and that it's a nice play on words because we really, we used to measure our lives in ounces and grams when we were, you know, drinking and using. Mm-hmm. So, um, and, and again, it's like, we don't, um, I mean, we want the payoff as addicts and alcoholics. We totally want the payoff, you know, like I want to know, like everything's, you know, fucking good now. And, uh, and, um, And that doesn't come sometimes, you know, and that isn't apparent sometimes because, you know, life still happens. Shit still happens. So um, so for me, it was like kind of like that, you know, when I wrote this, I think it was about just looking back in, in general and about how every day I had to get up. And regardless of how I felt, regardless of how the previous day went or how I felt that day, I had to continue to do the things that were keeping me in the chair of sobriety and keeping me on the beam of, of, you know, recovery. And it was, man, it was, some days are just not fucking fun. <laughs> you know, they suck. They got down They suck. But you know, at the end of the day, it's like, okay, I, um, I, I'm told by the way, I'm just told that it'll get better. Right. Mm-hmm. And that's just complete fucking faith. <laughs> like yeah. you, know, you know, and I, and I don't, and I never had any of that before. I always wanted to be in control, know what was next, know how to respond, et cetera, et cetera. Um, yeah. And it, uh, it definitely was hard going through those unknowns of recovery, mm-hmm. especially that first year. So that's, that's kind of what this is about. So what do you, what do you think?
0: Um, I really like in the beginning how it says to wake up every day and decide to not take the easier and softer way. Um you know, alcohol, like, it would have been so easy to just, like, pick up a drink again. You know, it, mm-hmm. it would have been, um, uh, I think I would have gotten drunk and not cared about a lot of things that were bothering me. Um, I think that would have been been the easy way out for me to um, go not have to go through the discomfort of being sober and being with my thoughts and my feelings. Um, that would have been, you know, kind of a a cowardly solution in my opinion Hmm. to, um, to my problems that by the way I had created. So, (laughs) um, you know, really staying sober took a lot of courage for me because that meant that I was, you know, willing to wake up and face my demons, face the wreckage that I had caused, um, the relationships I had uh, weakened or ruined, Um, you know, being sober, I had to deal with all of that. And so it is a challenge, especially in the beginning to want to keep doing that, to keep Mm -hmm. waking up and facing that shit because it's not fun. And, um, you know, it's, it's really, it just feels like it'll never end sometimes, you know, you've created this pile of shit and you're trying to, you know, go through it and sort it out. And it just seems to like, continue to pile up no matter how much work you do. But like you said, people said it would get better. Right. And so something in us, at least for me, I was desperate enough to hold on to that little glimmer of hope that this too shall pass, that my days will be better um, for me to keep going and and keep subjecting myself to the pain of everyday life. Mm -hmm. Um, So I'm really glad that I I stuck through it. Um, I often credit my higher power to keeping me sober that first year, because I certainly was not doing the things exactly the way I probably should have been doing them. Um, and, and yeah, so I, I think, you know, it even says it in, what is it? The, um, how it works, you know, uh, the easier, softer way. Is that where you got the, yeah. Yeah. That's where it comes from. Um, We just, I guess I, I want people to have hope, but I know how hard it is in the beginning when you can't see the other side of it, that how, how things will change, um, because they're going to be different for everyone, but the, I can guarantee you that if you do something different, such as not, not drinking, like staying sober, that's something different. You're going to have a different result.
1: You know what I say? Nothing changes if nothing changes, right? Yeah. So, um, you know, I think, uh, you know, if I was to go back to drinking in that, you know, in that whatever six month time frame, you know, I would have immediately reverted back to, you know, same, same dude, right? And I having, mm-hmm. yeah, you know, I remember at one time, I think uh, you know, I, I quit sm- uh, smoking for seven months and, um, Man, so goddamn hard. <laughs> and so uh it was like when I was drinking and everything too. But, but uh um but uh, you I give it two weeks after I picked back up smoking again, and you would never have known that I had stopped smoking for seven months. And my brain and everything is just I went right back to the same old shit. So it's the same thing with drinking, is the same thing with smoking, same thing with you know, uh, you know, I don't know, taking drugs, right? It's like, you know, Mm -hmm. we, we end up, um, um, you know, uh, here's the thing, because if I'm looking at the smoking analogy there, it's like, I did not see the, the value in not smoking. Right. But you know, a 50 year old me definitely knows the value of not smoking right uh, because yeah. you know I, shit I went through uh, you know lung surgery and all that shit too and it's like if I could have, if I could go back in time and go oh you know dude, the seven months you want to keep doing this part <laughs> you want to keep not smoking you know to avoid that three weeks in the hospital later on and you know in the in the you know um, you know removal of your you know fucking seven percent of your lungs you know it's like mm-hmm. that's the uh, um, that's the hindsight, but again, uh, you know, you don't know it while you're doing it because you just don't see the value in it. It's not readily available. And as the addict or alcoholic in me, man, I want, I want to, I want to instantly fix the problems that are there. Um, and it was funny, just you said like the problems that you created, and it's like, and I was just sitting here trying to think, like, what were my problems before? <laughs> <And> I'm like, <laughs> they were like so fucking minuscule. Like, they don't really even... Ex- like, I can't even really remember what my problems were, but I had a lot of them, right? But I really can't remember exactly what they were. Like, mm-hmm. what what were your main problem? Like, what was the main problem that you solved in the last eight years of getting sober? Like, what is the... You know, back then, like, so, so nine, ten years ago, what were your main problems, quote-unquote? Well,
0: my main problems were, like... An- you know, up and down relationships, um, maybe strained relationships. Um, and then, you know, a career finishing school, like, but those were kind of like the big, big things I can think of. Most of the things, like when I'm looking through my resentments in my, like, (laughs) when I did my fourth Mm. step, it's like, Wow, like that's pathetic. That's very sad that you thought that was a problem, you know? Um, it, it was like something, like someone made a comment to me in the seventh grade and, you know, that hurt my feelings, you know, just stupid shit that mm-hmm. was a problem for me. Um, but, you know, I think back to like maybe that first year in sobriety, a lot of it had to do with my relationship. Um. Some of it had to do with, like, finances, um, you know, just friends, um, how to navigate social situations, things like that. But all of them were really minor. Like, I honestly can't pinpoint a single thing that was so pivotal that, um, you know, it was a big deal. Like, it just wasn't.
1: Yeah. I mean, now, right? But back then everything was a big deal oh right? yeah you know um yeah i mean everything i was like ah you know and i, mean, I love the drama of all that shit that just seemed like you know yeah because you know, all the more reasons i guess it's just a drink but you know everything seemed to be like a chore because um you know it, unless it was fucking you know specifically you know for me and and nobody else like of course it was a chore right you know i don't I didn't want to do shit for anybody else i don't want to i don't want to pick up fucking dog shit or do the dishes or nothing man i just wanted to fucking drink and fucking be by me man fuck you all you know mm-hmm. and uh and if you weren't doing for me then fuck you <laughs> i think that was the other side of it and so it's like funny it's like i sit here and i was thinking like well if i didn't really have major problems um you know the one thing that I could think of is like, Oh, I know what the problem was. The problem was me. <laughs> <The> problem, <Yeah. laughs> because if I'm really looking at it, it's like my selfishness, my self-centeredness, the way I fucking perceived the world, the way that I interacted with the world and the people around me, um, just, you know, all just me. And, uh, and, and, you know, what I wanted, what I could get and da da dah, I, 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 me, me, me. That's really exact, exactly what it really came down to ultimately. Um, so then, um, so which brings me to, you know, kind of like, you know, back to the reading to say, you know, cause it, again, instant gratification, everything that I want. And that's hard because like, you know, we go through that process of, of kind of like learning to trust, uh, in the process, learning to, you know hear other people like how they have done it and. You know, be willing to explore that side of it. Have an open mind that this shit's going to work somehow, some way. Um, you know, with no real proof happening from day to day. Um, you know, and then you know, I'm told to just like, uh, you know, we even brought it up the other day. It's like, you know, the uh, my you know, my responsibility is the is the action and not the outcome. Like so, in case you know the the not to pay attention to the fruits of the labor, but just the labor. Uh, or uh, it's my job to uh, row the boat. I don't get to steer it kind of a thing. Yeah. Um, and so I guess knowing that like, um, everything changes in the future. Everything is like unknown. That is the, it, would you say that that's true or not true?
0: Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. You so can't it, control or predict the future.
1: Yeah. And so, and I think maybe that was a big part of why, um, you know, uh, you know, I, living in an uncertain world for me was very difficult, and so, uh, so I love the um, I love the idea that I had control, that I know that I didn't, uh, but but that I was kind of always pushed, especially in the program and people in the program of like you know, let go, let God, right or. Um, <laughs> you know, just, I mean, we see it everywhere all the time in our recovery stuff, you know, let go, you know, it's like people always say, Oh, just let go. And it's like, what the fuck does that even mean? I can't let go. <laughs> you know? I just couldn't, uh, I mean, I still struggle uh, all the time with doing that shit. Like I want to make sure I want to ensure that I have the things that I need. And dah, 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 Well, dah. it's
0: like, if you, if you let go, what, what else do you have to hold on to? Right? You know, You're like, you're, you're I, kind of like in this limbo and I think it's more uncomfortable to be in limbo uh, than to like continue to hold on to this thing that is not serving you.
1: It, especially if I don't know the outcome, right? Mm-hmm. You know, because I don't. And that so then, so then that's why, you know, um, uh, you know, we talk about uh, uh, these slogans in the program, uh, you know, do the next indicated thing, or the next indicated step. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, it's like what is in front of you to do? And that's why it comes down to the reflections of, you know, what are you doing today? Right. Uh, What do you have in front of you to do? What is your work to do today? So what is the next indicated step? And again, it's so simple, but sometimes we could just make it so fucking complicated. that, Like, you know, what you know, my next indicated step is today, basically, is to uh, is to close this. And thank God we're recording on a Thursday, so it gives me some time to edit, some time to post it. And then, so I could just go and relax. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. My next indicated step is to like, go read a fucking, some of my book that I like reading, and go, you know, make sure dinner's covered, go to bed. Ta-da! Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? Real simple shit, you know? And I don't, you know, I, I'm not doing anything more than that, right? But, but for whatever reason, you know, we think that we can plan, predict, prepare, uh, you know, uh, interrupt, uh, you know, intercept, you know, manipulate, manage, whatever you whatever the source words you want to whip out. Like we think that whatever we do is going to like, you know, micromanage that world that everything will be OK. And, you know, what? sometimes that shit is just not going to be OK. So that's what I, you know, like focusing on what's in front of you to do will help you to prepare for that, you know, when that unknown does come, right? Mm -hmm. You'll be better prepared to deal with it when it comes, if you're dealing with everything that's in front of you today.
0: Yeah, Um, I I like that a lot. And um, it just kind of reminded me when I, you know, early recovery, uh, I felt like um, I had no idea what to do with myself, really. I was mm -hmm. like, normally at this time of day, I would be starting to drink. And now I'm not doing that. So what does Chelsea do at this time? And so Mm. I had to really create a new routine for myself because, um, I, I needed to know, I needed to know the plan. I needed to have some control over what I'm going to do next. Um, because I feel, I think I've said it before, but idle hands are dangerous in my opinion. And, um, if I'm, if I give myself too much space, too much time, then I can start getting ideas and get myself into a bad situation simply because I have this disease called alcoholism. Mm. Um, and, and the last thing I wanted was to end up with a drink in my hand. So uh, I, I had this plan where I would go, go to work um, and then when I would get off of work, um, I would come home, you know, let the dogs out and then go to the gym. Um, so I had like a plan, I had the next thing I was going to do. And mm-hmm. then, um, you know, I just kind of did that until time ran out and it was like, okay, I have an hour to watch TV and then I'm going to go to bed at this time. <laughs> you know, it, it was boring, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, but it was a routine that, uh, kind of felt safe to me. And, and I felt like it was a good plan going forward and then, of course, there are things that are going to come up and change and be different and, you know, kind of ruin your routine, which, by the way, I absolutely hate when that happens. Um, yeah,
1: I hate that too. <laughs> Alcoholics, uh, actually, we don't like change, actually. We like to no. think that we're like this wild fucking bunch of bullshit. We're just <laughs>
0: We're like, no, I need, Go ahead. Sorry. I need my two-shot yeah. latte at the same time every day. Yeah. Um, <laughs> But yeah, it's just kind of like, uh, you know, get into the routine and do the next right thing. So if you find yourself in a situation where you're like scheming or not sure what to do with yourself, find something to do that's not related to alcohol, uh, wash your car, um, do some chores, write someone a thank you card i don't know like literally Mm -hmm. anything besides drinking and in the beginning you literally sometimes have to go hour by hour minute by minute like okay right now i am going to do this and when that runs out then okay now on to this step it's not like you have this grand plan of your entire weekend mapped out down to the minute. Like you just have to sometimes trudge through it and get through it because it's uncomfortable.
1: Yeah, I love that you're bringing up, um, you know, the the routine in a regimen, right? That's the in the intro of this reading. It talks about discipline, which you, of course you would mm-hmm. talk about. You know, what, the beginning, the first sentence is uh, you know what are you doing? What you are doing requires discipline. And fortitude, and it's like, you know, so so discipline being, you know, that routine and that regimen, and then fortitude. We talk about like you, it was kind of what we opened with, which is courage and bravery, right? You know, strength of character, these types of things. So, so that's the um, that's the thing. So those two things together, right? Discipline and fortitude really do kind of like make it like an aha stuff. You know, it's like those are the two things that we can utilize. Um, though we may not, um, uh, we may have never used these things before <laughs> in our previous lives. You know, these are the things that we start doing, you know, especially as it comes to regimen, you know, that was the, um, in routine, th- that's the things that really saved me in terms of, uh, uh, int- you know, um, being new in my sobriety. That was mm-hmm. the stuff that like, you know, I made it to bed at a certain time. You know, I did certain things. I made it to meetings. You know, it, mm-hmm. that, you know, come hell or high water, I was going to be there, you know, that kind of stuff. Um, you know, I maintained that discipline that like I needed because honestly, and I got to be honest, it's like, um, you know, I needed the structure like a child would need structure and, and I did not understand that. And if I was going to do that, I was going to, um, nobody was, <laughs> nobody was applying that structure except for me. And the so nobody was telling me what to do and and i was like shit like i really need to be on the ball with this if this is going to work you know so that was the thing is i you know when i'd want to talk myself out of it i'd know you know you know your own brain you know you yeah. know your own thoughts so they're like you're like yeah i'm not going to go tonight you know and you're like mm-hmm. you know, kind of talking yourself into it and the next thing you know it's like you know you you feel you're feeling bad and it's like that's the thing is you got to pay attention to that little you know I'm kind of feeling bad thing or, you know, and it's like, and I would hear that voice and I would go, fuck, that means I have to go. I just have to go, you know? So, so I would do that stuff and same thing with work and same thing with the, you know, picking up around the house or, you know, taking care of things. It's like, I just started to go, fuck, I got to do this. And it's like, it sucked at first. Cause there was, again, nobody was giving me the attaboys. Nobody was like, fuck, good, good job, Carl, which I desperately wanted, <laughs> <laughs> you know? But, But there I was going like, you know, if I was going to have to change, right, I was going to have to change and I was going to have to change all the things that I did and how I was doing it. And not only that, as I started to understand that I was going to change how I thought about it, you know what I mean? Like I wasn't, Mm -hmm. um, you know, uh, yeah. So when it became to, uh, you know, doing the laundry or picking up the cat poop or whatever, like I couldn't look for a scoreboard, I couldn't look for an attaboy, like I had to do it because it was the right thing to do. And I was just like, and because this is my position in the world, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so you know, that was so difficult too, because I didn't understand that, you know? And then and then I got the benefits later on of like Self-esteem and like a, fucking, a good outlook on life and like, you know, an energy and, you know, attitude and just like a positive being. And I wasn't miserable all the time and I got to enjoy shit and laughter and all the other things that go along with it. And you just kind of go like, oh, shit, I was missing all this all the time, you know? Mm-hmm. And and, um, and then you kind of like so you but you don't know that until you go through it. You don't know it until you do it. So look at me rhyming shit (laughs) (laughs) i was lackadaisical and now i'm amazical (laughs) so uh, i
0: i like what you said um and i i can't remember exactly how you said it but you know you had to change everything and the key word there is you i think Mm. because no one is going to change it no one's going to fix your life simply not drinking will not fix your life. You have to be yeah. the one to make the effort and be disciplined and have a plan to get better because no one will do it for you. That's just not how yeah. this works. If, if it was, I don't think there would be any addicts because people love to be codependent. <laughs> And yeah, fix everything. Run around and fix shit. I'm gonna and, fix you. And I'm, one, Come of on. I'm yeah. one of them. I'm one of them. I wanna be a fixer <laughs> and a rescuer and yeah. and um you know, it's I think you and I both could have benefited from reco- uh, not recovery, um rehab, you know, treatment because mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. those facilities, while no one really wants to go to them, uh provide structure, provide a framework for you to follow so that you don't have to make this shit up as you go and pray that it works. Um, so I I feel like I missed out because had I gone to treatment, I would have been um, kind of, my recovery would have been accelerated, you know, and yeah. I it's hindsight that I see that. But, yeah. um, you know, for those of you who are thinking about going to treatment or have gone to treatment or You know are currently in treatment you know hopefully if not right now someday you'll be grateful that you were because it's so important and i am jealous of those who had that experience because they actually they had a better foundation than i did you know i was really winging it like i did the rest everything in my life so um but yeah uh, if i it was up to me to make those changes right Like I wanted to not be miserable and hate myself and want to die, you know? And so if I really was going to try this, give it a try, I had to be persistent and I had to really try. I couldn't half-ass it at all.
1: Yeah. Again, that, the, you know, if you are persistent, you will get it. If you are consistent, you will keep it. Um, but you, you also bring up some really good points there of, uh, Uh, treatment i went to treatment at 15 years old i do not Mm -hmm. regret going to treatment for those six weeks at 15 gave me that introduction to you know uh, 12 steps recovery kind of stuff Uh, you know i I had full understanding blah 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 at that time Uh, but let me just say i really could have benefited from going treatment again right this time around and like you said i would have had that injection of like oh like again there was a, a woman who had 30 days in my first meeting I had 60 days in my first meeting this time around and uh, and she was like leading the meeting and obviously she sounded fucking great I was I still felt like fucking crazy motherfucker and she was like you know 30 days out of treatment da, 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 you know or whatever. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and she she sounded Talking great the I,
0: talk, yeah I'm like Fuck,
1: I don't sound anything like that you know mm-hmm. and um and that's the thing is uh you know, uh, as you talked to about, you know, to the newcomers, it's like, you know, I got a, uh, I got a, a sponsee. Um, uh, you know, I, 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 uh, I abducted a, a dude who asked me, like, if, if he was in the right meeting. And I was like, oh, you're in the right meeting. And I, so I abducted him. And then, and then he actually made the decision on his own after we had talked to, um, You know, I was like, hey, yeah, you know, if you don't want to go to treatment, don't, you know, but, you know, just so you know, I wish I would have gone. And then he um, he is now going to uh, uh, outpatient. Right. And uh, and he's enjoying it. And I was like, talking to him. I'm like, dude, like you did the best thing for yourself. And that's the thing is it's for himself. It's not for anybody else, not for the wife, the kids, the dog the whatever, the boss. Mm -hmm. It's all for himself. And that was, you know, um, in the early days, I'm i i I wanted it for myself but I also didn't want to hurt anybody else as a good codependent so that's the thing <laughs> I actually did. I, you know I thought I had just done too much damage already with my drinking and I thought treatment would actually add more damage which I think is just me again it's a false statement right because I didn't know what I didn't know
0: It's yeah I yeah. mean you were probably just trying to rationalize your way out of going to treatment so
1: Yeah yeah that you I, I, I did want to keep my job right yeah. but again I also didn't know that By the way, uh, they have to keep you right. They Mm -hmm. they, you like most laws, most laws and most companies, you have to allow for this. So you just, so look into that shit. Don't, don't sit there in fear and think that you don't, you're going to get fired or whatever. Go look into the laws, like, you know, there is, you know, employee assistance programs and you know, they have to, in some cases, retain your position and wait for you to get back from treatment, you know? yay. Uh, so there's 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 ways that you can do this that are are possible, um, you know. And most of the time, most employers are pretty understanding about this stuff. That's kind of how it works out. So um so I, I I probably could have done the same thing, but I didn't. And so uh so I wish that I would have because again that injection of like, you know, recovery would give me a much stronger foundation to stand on. I would have a lot more tools that I didn't have to learn or um, acquire over a year of or more. over the last eight years you know that um but again now that i have them i feel much more secure with them but uh i wish that i could have gotten that early injection and and had a much stronger foundation to stand on in terms of my recovery you know maybe it wouldn't have been so painful for my children or my family um you know because i would have gotten out and i would have handled things much differently you know yeah maybe not Mm -hmm. better but differently you know so So, Chelsea, here's the big question. Does it get better after you get sober?
0: It does, but not immediately after. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, unless you're talking about like hangovers, like, yeah, you're you're not going to have those immediately after, but is your entire life, outlook, finances, relationships, is all of that going to be better immediately? No, not. Nope. That takes work. Unfortunately, unfortunately, but it does get better. I mean, I can tell you, uh, what am I? Eight years. Yeah. I'm eight years now. Um, it, it took a long time and it took many years to, um, you know, be okay with things like the way that I looked, you know, that didn't come, you know, until maybe I was like five years sober. Um, it takes um, a lot of work and not always just AA related. Sometimes mm-hmm. um, it, it's just like your self-esteem that you got to work on or your goals. You've got to um, aspire and, and work on to get you where you want to be. But none of that would have been possible had I not gotten sober in the first place. Yeah. So, absolutely. you know, it, it it's, it's do it now um, or... You know, don't expect things to change um, in the future if you're not willing to go through the discomfort of getting sober right now.
1: Yeah. For, for sure. You know, I, I sit there and I think of all the things that have happened to me in the last eight years. Like, I, I sometimes try to apply the perspective, what if I was still drinking and those things also happened? Mm-hmm. And I just think like, oh, I would have made everything a hundred times worse. <laughs> So, well, so I just kind of
0: catastrophic go, sometimes. like Oh yeah.
1: So could you imagine having, if I would have been having the lung surgery episode, right. And also been drinking and you know what I mean?
0: You'd uh, probably be dead. Let's be oh, I I'd,
1: I'd, No doubt. I mean, I'd still be smoking. You know what I mean? I would have been yeah. that dude that got up out of my, my, uh,
0: <laughs> my hospital, hospital bed,
1: bed just to go light one up, you know, You're and, like, and I- then find a bar. <laughs>
0: I got the chest tube, no worries. I'm out.
1: <laughs> you know, and and I would have I would have fucking loved to have sat home and milked that shit. Be like, "Honey, do you mind bringing home? Honey, do you mind bringing home?" You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I would and then COVID, oh my god, I would have been like fucking all the way through that shit, you know? So, um, so I just think about um, you know, the the difference of what that could have been like. Not only that is like the The mental space, uh, the difference of all that stuff, Um, you know, how um, how in the adversity that was happening, how much better I came out of every situation when I was being sober. Right. Like how much more I appreciated what was happening as well. Right. Um, You know, just to have the mind to understand the mindfulness of in the awareness of what is going on. And to be able to learn from those things and like all that other stuff that goes along with it. Um, you know, when they talk about in the big book of the you know the promises, right, we will intuitively handle you know situations that used to baffle us, right, absolutely 100% because those situations would have baffled me before. Um, but you know, uh, they talk about a new freedom and a new happiness. Um, I love saying new in there because I totally understand what they talk about when they say a new freedom and a new happiness. Mm -hmm. Um, Because even in the worst situations that are going on, um, you know, I can find the lesson or I can appreciate uh, or have gratitude for what's even happening as negative as it may be. Right. You know, um, you know, so that's the idea. It's like uh, I can really lean into those things that may seem really bad, but I really appreciate, like, you know, what they are, you know. Yeah, um, you're able to see the
0: silver lining now.
1: Yeah, absolutely. You know, um, you know, for what it's worth. And, and I, you know, I don't even know if people would understand that if they were just getting sober. You know, if you were, like, five days listening to this episode, would you even, like, understand that shit?
0: No. I I mean, I, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I hope people don't feel like we're too far removed which we are removed from those early days you know we've got some some time sober but um yeah not all of this is going to make sense uh, until you listen say you stay sober for a year or two and then come back to this episode and listen to it then maybe you'll be like oh that's what they meant that exactly and you can relate it to like your current life but um it it's hard to see past, like the 24 hours ahead of you in early recovery, um, sometimes 24 minutes ahead of you. It's, it's a challenge. So you just have to keep trudging through it and have, have that faith that, you know, people aren't just saying it gets better. You know, I certainly am not just saying it, I'm living it. So Um, and I have seen it work for many people. Um, their life just improves immensely, but it's, it's not overnight. So sorry. Yeah.
1: yeah. So don't forget to take stock, right? Don't forget to take, take note too. It's like, you know, uh, keeping a journal is a really good tip by the way. Yeah. Uh, I started keeping a journal in 2015 and, uh, it's a, it's a app journal. It's called uh, day one journal is what it's called. Uh, and it was like on my Mac, it basically connected to my Mac, connected to my phone, connected to my iPad, blah, blah, blah. But here's the best part. It gives me like, this is what happened four or five years ago. Right. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and it brings up like stuff that was happening four or five years ago. I was like, Oh my God. Like I just kind of go like, so even like your Facebook feed, will like this has happened, you know, four or five mm-hmm. years ago. You just kind of, when you look at those things, you're like, Oh my like. Oh, like the difference between then and now is just like night and day shit. Yeah. So, uh, so make sure that you, you know, keep track, right? Make, you know, make sure that you're paying attention and, and take a step back to maybe look at, you know, review of your year and review or whatever it is, or maybe on your annual anniversaries, or sober versaries, try to look back to where you were and, and what was happening, you know, at year four or year two, which we talk about all the time, right? Mm-hmm. So, um, that, you know, maybe. Sh- you make sure you're doing that shit because then it's like you can see the progress over year to year rather than cause you're never going to see the progress. Like you're saying, you know, from day to day, week to week, you know, that kind of stuff. It takes some stretch of time before you really understand, you know, the significance of your sobriety. Wow. That was kind of a, that was a deep statement right there, wasn't it? It <laughs> felt kind of weird. All right. So, um, so this is what we're going to do from now on. So now, you can all just fucking bail right now if you <laughs> if you don't want to hear, because <laughs> we're just going to talk about promotional shit right now, right? We're going to say, what do we say? Um, uh, go to the silverpod.com. Uh, mm-hmm. There you'll find a members only section. And also in that members only section, see you can pay what is it $2 or $5 depending mm-hmm. on if you're a baller or not and by the <laughs> way only we get to know if you're a baller so if you don't <laughs> if you sign up for the $5 membership that just means you're a baller and you're going to pay $5 a month but if you sign up for the $2 membership well, we know that you're just throwing in your $2 cuz you appreciate us so um so that's what the membership is for it takes you to the membership only section, and there you'll find videos of us doing this as well. The readings we post the readings with this stuff. We also post articles. Uh, Chelsea has a, a numerous, uh, you know, uh, blog posts of of witty, witty. <laughs> I don't know, pithy <laughs> statements that she says. Um, I also have a bunch of articles in there. We also have guest articles that are also in there. So there's a ton of stuff that's that's uh, in there. If you are so interested, uh, in order to uh, to help us, you know keep the show going. What else, Chelsea? What else do we talk about in the end? End <laughs> notes.
0: Uh, so we have our private Facebook group which you can join go to facebook.com/groups/soberpod and the group is called Soberpod Live. It's a small little community. We have Bingham Bad Phil who does an exercise class um, live, um, but he also leaves r- the recordings up there every Saturday morning. Um, I honestly don't know what time. I think it varies, but well, early no, he's he switching
1: it to Wednesdays now. I think so. Oh. He's because he's doing like some like other deal. So it's kind of cool huh. though that he's doing Wednesdays, and I think he's doing it in the afternoon. I'm not sure something okay. like that. Okay, um, because uh, uh, I-, I think Saturday morning was just like two. Too early for some people, you know.
0: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so anyway, so, but yeah. he but he's on there, um, completely free, um, and then we also have one of our members V, who, um, hosts the official meeting of SoberPod called the SOS meeting, and that is every Saturday afternoon at four p.m. Pacific, seven p.m. Eastern. Um, and if you want the information to the zoom meeting, just go to soberpod.com and scroll down. You'll see the access information. And, then-
1: and if you, if you keep scrolling, by the way, you'll see, uh, there's a button there to, to leave us a voice message. So, um, so you can leave a one minute unedited. We, I mean, I don't care if you're going to get on there and say, cunt, 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 And I have to go, how many cunts is that? Uh, <laughs> 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 Sorry. Uh, but we will we will include your voicemail. I you know, I, I I love it. You know, we we've um you know, we've had uh, some people leave voicemails and some people not, but uh we'd love to hear your feedback uh in auditory form. And also if you uh uh if you are a Spotify listener, you can answer the questions for each of these episodes and if you answer them, we will uh, r- uh read them back on the next episode. Uh, when people do actually use that. And then also, we have uh, right now we have a poll going up there on some of these episodes. We want to know like, uh, um, are our episode lengths uh, too short, too long, or just right? And currently, there are, I think, maybe two or three votes of that our episodes are just the right length. And I think those are the codependents answering in the office <laughs> <laughs> or the office. It's like, you're <laughs> in, doing great. But, uh, yeah, yeah, this you're just is doing perfect. Great. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just keep it keep it going love you <laughs> um so i, I want to make sure that uh you know we we promote that a little bit so we can so we can understand what you guys want Do you guys want to hear us longer shorter whatever we want to um, give
0: the people what they want
1: give the so we so i'm the codependent Anyway, <laughs> so, so and then don't forget that we do post a question for each of these readings uh in that in the for each episode so you can answer it there I think I already said that. And then, oh, I also post these on the Silverpod Live as well. So these readings on an infrequent basis at a very random, whether I feel like it that day or not. Um, sometimes I do, sometimes I don't. Um, but yeah, uh, you can find some of those things there. What I'm trying to do is make them enticing so people actually will become uh, members. So when we this book does get completed, which by the way, I am officially at October thirty first. I'm officially writing November first.
0: Halloween, wow. Well,
1: no, I, I finished that one. So oh, okay, but November by the way, 1st. it's it's not themed, so it has nothing to do with Halloween. <laughs> so, uh, but I'm officially on November first, so I I only have like two months left to write. Um, and then, uh, and then, don't forget that Ant is still editing this stuff, and he's like, Geez, dude. He's doing a really great job, actually. He's he hasn't like, quit he's, yet? <laughs> no, he hasn't quit. And, uh, and I think he just finished with March. I'm not sure, but I think that's where he was at. He just finished. So that's why the word commitment was spelled right in this post. Because <laughs> I had it spelled wrong. So, um, so yeah, either way, he's still doing that stuff, too. So it's just really great. So thank you very much for doing that, Ant. We really appreciate it. Uh, I mean, I really appreciate it for sure. Um, what else? Oh, the book covers. Uh- I don't know what I'm going to do with the book cover. I don't know if I if I like it or not. I designed a book cover. It's on Silverpod Live. I think I'm going to do a poll for that at some point, too. I'm going to do like maybe maybe 3 of them or something to see which one people like the best cuz I just I I've, I've just gone back and forth on it, you know? Yeah. I'm just not sure.
0: Yeah. That's it. Uh what about the uh our friends in recovery?
1: Oh shit, our friends in recovery. Man, they are the best friends in recovery ever. We got, we That's got two little, we, I got a little heart locket. They got a little heart locket and it has this little <laughs> broken thing. Best friends in recovery ever. Uh, no, <laughs> I sent one to Now Ed. we he have sent, to, now yeah. we have
0: to make them. <laughs>
1: yeah. That'd be funny. So, uh, friends in recovery, they, um, they, uh, Ed is, uh, you know, uh, basically the main host there and he has, uh, let's see, is it, uh, it is Beth and then it is Bambi, and those are the other two. So he's he's kind of got a girl sandwich going on. Uh, <laughs> and then so they are uh, they uh, they've been doing um, interviews lately. But last year they did all the twelve steps. So if you want to get into the twelve steps, go back to listen to them for twenty twenty two, and they went through the the twelve steps every month. Uh, so step one being on the first month, step two being the second month, etc and so they went and did all that stuff so if you haven't gotten your fill of the 12 steps by all means go on over there and start listening to them back in at least 2022 and don't forget to like subscribe you know give a donation here and there do what you can you know help spread the word um that's it that's it it. so what do you say to the fucked up insecure neurotic and emotional people (laughs) out there And I say stay active, stay sober,
0: see you motherfuckers!